On the show, Tyson Stengel officially cut from the Crows after four months of being stood down. Making their mark, we'll discuss Amazon's AFL documentary. And load up the glove box, boys, because the AFL multi is back. That's all coming up next on another massive episode of The Press Box. Massive, massive show on the way. Great to have your company. Press Box, episode 91. Sam Tugwell, Dale Fletcher, Jack Hudson and... Jace Kemp's back, hey! everybody! Hey! Welcome back, son. Thank you, Mac. Thanks for having me back in. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> Thank it's you. Been a bit. <laughs> it's been a fortnight at least. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you, boys. Uh, how are we? Oh, not too bad. And uh, big thanks to Grant Stevens too for finding uh, Kempy. Um, <laughs> just uh, just dialed triple zero and uh, we found him. I thought, I thought he was the um, AFL concussion sub. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good to see you again, Jack. Yeah, cheers, Tug. It's now good to be here. We have you back uh, as the fourth man on the panel for one more week uh, mm-hmm. because it is the first week before the AFL season begins. So the Inner Sanctum, which you are very much uh, spearheading, the theinnersanctum.com.au. The Inner Sanctum of Sport. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> um, uh, doing big things in the lead-up to the AFL season. Yeah, so this week uh, we've done all our AFL previews, so we've got a couple more to go. But the big thing, um, um, we've teamed with the GWS Giants to do a wow. bit of a series um, called... Big Big Decade. So we're right. chatting with um, six of their original giants who are still with the club, and yeah, bloody exciting. So Amazing. both on the innersanctum.com.au and the GWS website. Get on it. That's fantastic. So uh, Gather Hutto, you put your hand up straight away and goes, I'll write the uh, the win against uh, Port Adelaide that got uh, Matty Primer sacked. That should be... Uh... <laughs> you, you know how I love Matty. That hurts. And we'll, and we'll talk about what actually happened in the real inner sanctum at the GWS Giants along with uh, all the other five clubs that uh, were on the doco that we all saw uh, over the weekend on mm. Amazon Prime. Fantastic uh, viewing, making their mark. We'll discuss that. But before we do anything else on this program, we have to address where the bloody hell has Jace Kemp been? I've been around. Been You've been around. around. Mate, you have not been here. Well, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit filthy. I'm a little bit flat. You're a bit filthy. Yeah. Flat. Yeah. Actually, so I, I did. I did notice in the in the room just before before we go on, there was a bit of frostiness between you and a few of us. Yeah, and so there should have been because you know I thought this would never happen. I thought this would never happen what? with one of my podcast brothers, and I oh. feel and I feel like there's a real riff now, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if it can be repaired. What is this? Hang on. Here we go. So, Sam. Sam. Obviously, I wasn't on the show last week. No. Besides, because I wanted to go see my family on the York Peninsula. And I I messaged you boys and I let you know that I wasn't going to be on the show. (laughs) Now, as you know, I don't really listen to the show because... I hate the sound of my own voice. I, I, I love the pro- I love I, I love the product so that wrong. we have, but I just I, I just can't stand the sound of why my own want, voice. Why, but why but, do you always ask to get turned up then? But <laughs> yeah, it's true. But seeing as I wasn't on the show and I had a long drive ahead of me, oh. I thought I would tune in. So a couple of minutes in, <laughs> and I tune in and I hear you both banging on about the Fletch tapes oh. and how it all came to be. Now, Sam, I heard you thank someone else for dubbing the tape from VHS into MP4. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah, Lake so Nashville. Yeah, well, so how did that came about? Well, well, he was um, he was Plan B because you couldn't was do it? the well, tapes. Well, well, Samuel, that's Samuel. Not, Samuel. My mum calls that's, me Samuel. Samuel. That's the issue <laughs> in question. Oh my goodness! Because someone else, Samuel, you're in, grounded. Someone else in this room. Started going on, and I'm talking about someone else, the bloke, and the bloke driving him home tonight. 20 minutes. I'm driving him 20 minutes out of my way to drop him home at Westlake tonight. That's because you're going to... Threw me under the bus about dubbing these tapes. Now, let me cast your mind back to last week's show. Kempy's uh, put it on Instagram. He's like, I can make the tapes a reality. I can, I can get it done. Here's the machine. Channel Ten. Yep. No worries. Uh, I'm like, okay. Well, when do you want to drop the tape off? Yep. Okay. Yep. All sorted. Got to last Friday. I'm like, whoa, we're pushing the proverbial up the, you know what's, uh, Jace. He's like, oh, but uh, can you? And uh, obviously, we uh, the time didn't work out. And uh, again, Gunner. Kemp just <laughs> failed. Now, Dale Fletcher, let Gunner me... Kemp, Arsenal fan. Let, 
love Let it. me refresh your memory because I have this in writing. I've got it in, <laughs> writing, in writing. And there's more than one person in this chat. Let's go back to the 4th of March. <laughs> me. What's your movements tomorrow? Dale, I'm off tomorrow with Archie. Let me know how I can give it to you. Me. I just need you to drop it into me because I have this week off coming up. Dale, what time? Me. There's a security guard here from 6 a.m. Just drop it in any time. Dale, I won't be able to until 1 p.m. Me. Just see how you go. Dale, no chance. Got appointments all morning. It's on you. Me, I can't promise anything then. Dale, plan B then. Plan B? Plan B? The window was open from 6am. 6am in the morning. Six hours. You had all that time to drop it to me and you couldn't go to Hunt Street in the city on your day off to drop it into me. And I tell you what, Dale, I tell you what, the friendship... Is so thin right now <laughs> that, that you might have to catch an Uber back home to Westlake tonight. That's where, that's where it's at. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm sorry that uh, I'm a loving husband and a father oh. and have responsibilities. That you had six hours. You to, uh, More than six hours. The whole day. You had the whole day. It called, uh, it's called breakfast. It's called uh, kindy drop-off. It's called hey, getting all your appointments done because... What appointments, <laughs> That's what I'm going to bring How up. many appointments we do you go. book in one morning on your day off? A lot. Trust what me. What are they? Trust me. Let's run through them. No, nah, well, it's, uh, oh. it's, it's personal appointments. Are they? Yeah, they are. All of them? Yes, all of them. Did you go for a run on that day? No, I didn't. Oh, Ooh, no. No, you can even ask the uh, the all the paths around uh, Westlake's Boulevard and Military Road. So they can see me. I've door knocked plenty of houses looking for security vision. Don't make me go there because I will. I will. <laughs> plus, plus, deep down, I, I I had Plan B in my back pocket as well, and I went. Mm, what is it? Is it? Is Jace really going to come through? I think there I'll, you go. I'll, I'll, you I'll know, think I'll just give it a touch. I love the fact that Kempy's turned it back on you and going, you need to find plan B to get home. <laughs> <laughs> you are relying on him to get home tonight. <laughs> Good luck to you finding a, uh, an Uber back to Westlake uh, as cheap as Jace Kemp from all I want, 10 p.m. That's all, right. all I want is an apology off, off the man. Oh. Well, there's no apology. Oh, oh, oh boom. Ego. <laughs> You better start walking now, mate. <laughs> it's going to take you a while. Might as well sleep at the Tizer building tonight. Well, oh, I, I basically live there anyway, so it wouldn't, wouldn't matter. Starting with an absolute bomb on the podcast. I don't think this room could get any hotter, but we will. It's hot off the press. Boys, oh, let's just calm down, take a breather. Tension. Right. I can cut it with a knife, can't we, Jack? It's grim. I thought it was on me, to be honest. I'm, I, I feel it. unsafe. Um, I'm just going to sit here in my corner and just be quiet. Well, someone else. It's a podcast. You have to use your voice. <laughs> Touche. The Adelaide Crows have decided to officially part ways with Tyson Stengel. It came out on Friday. The news was released, and we've been waiting and waiting and waiting to find out whether or not it'll happen within the week, and it will. Dale Fletcher, Tyson Stengel, out of the club. Yeah, well, it's uh, really not uh, that surprising. It's, uh, what, four months, he said, uh, um, in waiting, really. So um, the uh, Tyson Stengel, you think three strikes and uh, you're out. Uh, mm-hmm. Common sense move. And uh, I actually think uh, uh, this decision uh, by the Crows will uh, actually propel them uh, forward. It's, it's one of those real... Line in the sand moments, and uh, and uh, the crows will be better off for it. Paying out two years of their contract too. Yeah, that's uh, it's a it's a shame because he's got a lot of talent. Obviously, he made the move over from Richmond, um, but yeah, obviously it's not worked out. And like Fletch said, it's better that the crows get this over and done with now. Um, round one incoming, so. Just make it not a distraction for the remainder of the season. I spoke to Tom Duday during the week, and he said to me that um, we talked about the Stengel issue, and he said that the club had to make a stand on this issue. As a young leader himself, the club said they didn't stand for this sort of behaviour, and the direction that they're going, they wanted people all to go along in in the plan, in Matthew Nix's plan, and this rebuild, this refresh that the Crows are having. And they just couldn't simply have someone that was distracting the club so much with his off-field behaviour leading them astray and mm. to every there's so much going into what's going on West Lakes at the moment they've basically restructured the whole club the new coach new CEO new, new basically heap of fresh uh, talent there 
they just can't have someone bringing them down right now. Yeah, everything's got to go right, doesn't it, in a rebuild? And you can't afford little uh, loose ends like that happening. Unfortunately, though, it is it is a bit of a sucker for Stengel. He's been waiting a long time for this decision to be made. I would think he would have been hoping for his future to be a little bit more rock solid uh, a lot earlier than this. Um, we're in the middle of March. This happened, I think, the decision for him to stood down in December, mid-December. So it's been a long time waiting. Um, he ended up getting a release to go train with the Eagles, ended up playing in their trial game over the weekend anyway. So and he's already represented another team until he's only just being let go now. Um, and his number was taken from him too. I think Nick Murray was wearing 19 or what was it, 18 on the weekend as well. So he's already had his number replaced at the Crows. So it was always indicating that he was not going to stay. It was just the AFLP. Um, and obviously the AFL and the Crows were all working together to try and make this work. There's contract dispute that was that was the main issue. How do the Crows basically turf Stengel from the team, even though he's got two years on his contract to go? Um, that was always going to be the difficult part, and they're going to have to pay it out, much like a lot of other players which the Crows are currently paying out who aren't playing for them right now. Yeah, so it's uh, sort of uh, same, same. So uh, they've, they've done it before, they'll do it again, and uh, but it's just for the culture... And uh, that's the word that gets used in footy clubs these days, the culture. It's it's the for the betterment of the culture of the club. So, uh, yeah, common sense move and uh, and uh, Lockie Murphy and, uh, and James Rowe will be uh, fighting it out for one spot, you'd think. Mm. Should we talk about the Crows' first week in football? We're round one this week, Oof. so we'll get into the footy talk itself. Uh, this is going to be a horrifying week, I think. Close your eyes if you're a Crows fan. Geelong, round one. Yeah, the Hawk and Jeremy Cameron <laughs> teaming together <laughs> against a very uh, undermanned Crows mm. defence. That's going to be Not bad. only that, you're going to have Dangerfield come and rest in that forward line oh, as well. Yeah. Oh, great. Jeez. Just what we need. It's going to be a goal bonanza, um, <laughs> unfortunately. And yeah, I think the Cats are absolutely going to slaughter them. There was some talk about Jordan Butt standing Hawkins, but he's rolled an ankle 10 days ago. I just <sighs> don't see how he is going to be fit in time. And I called um, Nick Murray, the, the new... Uh, uh, defender for the Crows, he just signed. Um, he was hobbling in. He, I, he could hardly walk when I when I we were filming him um, going to West Lakes the other day. Could literally hardly walk. He had to stumble in through the back door, and it was just like he's got. He, they reckon he's going to play. Wow! It's just their defence right now is paper thin. Mm. Well, surely uh, Kelly will be right. Jake Kelly, Kelly yeah. will Kelly play, will be okay. yeah. and uh, Tommy Duda will be right. So they're just, the, they're, just, they're yeah. the two. They're the two matchups. You just. Mm. There you go. Yeah, but they're not first choice. That's the issue. Like you still want, out. you still want Tali. You'd love to have Butts as an extra option. You'd love to have as many of those guys in the team. But it's just going to be very, very brutal. I mean, you only need a couple of times for them to come off the ground, and you're already short. And you've already got, you know, maybe some players who have got some slight injury niggles. If they just roll that ankle a little bit again, there's soreness for the rest of the game. Can't keep up with two of the best forwards in the comp. So it is going to be really, really tough to well, see a match up. Well, the Crows need to do what they actually did well against Port. Is win out the middle. Correct. So, That's right. If if the attack starts from half yeah. back for Geelong, that gives the defence half a chance. But uh, if the Crows lose the midfield, oh dear. That's their yeah. other issue. They win it from the source well now from uh, from the ruck, which is what they did in that trial game, and hopefully they can continue that because I reckon their whole focus all summer was winning it at the bounce. They didn't do that at all in 2020. So if they can do that, that's great. But then they did it. They turned it over 66 times against Port Adelaide. You can't mm. win it. 40 times out of the middle and lose 60 times. It's just silly. So um, if, if they can keep the footy and they can then get it inside 50, then they're a chance to score. But when they keep turning it over, you know, you're just going to keep giving up opportunities and that's how they're going to lose. Yeah, um, their defence is going to be very much under the pump. But the forward line is, yeah, the forward line used it really poorly in that trial game. So where are the goals going to come from? Where's a score going to come from? Because... We said last week, Darcy Fogarty hasn't exactly impressed, and mm. a few others down there. Tex will pop up maybe with a couple, but even then, Geelong's defence is very strong. This is going to be very ugly, and if, if it isn't winning the midfield with the Crows, it's going to be a three-point, well, three-digit margin. Mm. Yeah, you're going to need just second-string forwards in Shane McAdam and uh, Billy Frampton to make sure they get on the board, because yeah. if they don't, you know, if they're not fighting for those forward spots and they're not, you know, improving and, mm. and getting on the scoreboard, then they're going to be in a world of hurt pretty quickly as well. Well, what about Thilthorpe? Do you play him? Do you play Riley Thilthorpe straight up? There's so many bigs in that team, don't you? I think I think you do. You just keep... You, as they've been saying over the last couple of weeks, you play the best talent you've yeah. got, and he is your number two pick. Just get him in the team. Blood him. Get as many games mm. in as you can. It's a rebuild period. 
Like, what, what's there to lose? Just chuck him in and get him game time at the top level. Put him against the best defenders in the comp. See how he goes. And if he sinks, he sinks. If he swims, well, even better. And and also, on Darcy Fogarty, I don't... I mean, it's not like he's the uh, the Taylor Walker of, you know, the, in the Sandful. When he when Taylor Walker went back to the Sandful for Norwood, he was kicking bags. Yep. Darcy Fogarty, I don't think, has kicked three goals in a sample game before. So, I mean, that's just terrifying. He probably yeah. needs to go back and earn his spot before he gets gifted more games. Absolutely. And like, what's happened to Himmelberg? Like, he had a great end of the year last mm. year, and it, he was playing SANFL for when the trial games. So, he, he was a real shining light last year. So, Himmelberg deserves a spot over Fogarty at this point. And I think Phil Thorpe plays. You've got to play him. Let's move on to Port Adelaide. And um, they're also playing North Melbourne this week. Do we think it's going to be a, a walkover as well, Port's way? Uh, n- you'd think so. You would like, ah, he's like, yeah, it's probably going to yeah, be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would think so. You'd think uh, under the roof uh, at Marvel, if the roof shut with uh, Port Adelaide's uh, newfound. Uh, skill level that uh, mm. I, I saw at Norlunga, um, that's frightening if, if they bring that under the roof with uh, n- no wind and uh, they'll kick straight and, oh dear, it's mm. uh, another cricket score uh, looms. I'm so keen to see Orazio Fantasia play. There's yeah. been so much talk and it's been a couple of years now we've waited since he's back and forward with Essendon. Finally, he's here. Finally, it's round one, and we get to see what he's made of, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, Raz is the one I'm looking forward to as well, under the roof especially. Yeah. Um, Dicko, it, I'm, I haven't been this excited about a port side in a very long time. Even going into 2014 and after that into 2015, this is the most I've been excited since the early 2000s. Mm. This has a lot of buzz about it. We should also mention... That one person in this room is currently wearing a prison bar guernsey, which is a yes. full-blown disgrace. What? What are you doing with that on tonight? Um, <laughs> You're a grown man. Uh, excuse me. And and Cornsy and Cornsy. There's a t-shirt underneath the, uh, oh, the prison bar jumper. Cornsy will be filthy. Yeah, he's going to give me a serve for that. I reckon it's going on Twitter. So. <laughs> oh. Not only a t-shirt, it's a, it's a long sleeve t-shirt, and it has a hood. Like, yeah. Cornsy, please. It's a, it's a cracking hoodie. Um, Help me out. Talk about grown ass man. I don't care. Bring back the bars. They should be here. Um, there's more bars on this Guernsey than the Crows are going to have wins this season. Oh. <laughs> yeah. right. But uh, you'd think Port Adelaide will have three debutantes. Miles Bergman, Jackson Mead, and Lockie Jones. You think? How exciting. Yeah. All those players look really exciting for the power. Finally, I think they've got a squad that's complete. They've got such mm. great defense, midfield and forward line now. It feels like this is the year. If they're going to win it, this is the year. It, yeah. you, you always like measure a, a good team on how good their last players on the list are. Mm. And their, like, their depth to probably play a 30-31-32 are all AFL ready. So they have soldiers waiting in the wings yeah. when our, people fall. Our depth is scary. It, it's been the deepest list that we've had in a very, very long time, possibly ever. So these three debutants will um, go really well. So who, who will miss it? Um, obviously, Sam Powell-Pepper. Yeah, well, Sam Pepper's uh, taking personal leave and uh, Connor Rosie's injured, so there's yep. two spots mm. uh, straight away. And uh, and Brad Ebertson missing from the prelim final, so there, there's your there's your three spots, mm. three in, three out. And, uh, oh, Ratio and Leo Leo's got to find in there, yeah. find mm. a spot in there too. So to have uh, Sam Powell Pepper and Connor Rosie out... And to still have a uh, selection issues is uh, is <laughs> quite problem. a quite a good headache to have. Yeah, and, you guys are looking good. And Willem Drew, does he play? I'd play him. Yeah, for I sure. would too. I think the man in the gun is Tom Rockliffe. I yeah. I don't think he's in Port Adelaide's best twenty-two anymore. He's too slow. That's the thing, and he can only kick at what thirty, forty meters. Well, he so, had issues mm. last season as well. He was dropped for a couple of games because of his form. That he was able to get back in and stay in the side. He's thirty-two now, I think. So it's you're right. He is in the gun. It's in, it's in the twilight of his career, and he's really going to be trying to hang on for his position with all these up and comers trying to push him out. And just before we move on, Dale, obviously you mentioned Sam Pepper before he missed a training on a Sunday morning. Um, he was out at an event, and now he's been ruled out of the team for probably the next month. Mm, yeah, so he took taking personal leave, so uh, it's not ideal on the uh, on the uh, well, the start of the season. So, mm. uh, 
it uh, helps out the selection issues as before, um, <laughs> but uh, you, you Port need Power Pepper in there. He's he's that real X factor for mine. He can turn a game mm. in five minutes. He can do nothing for the other you know hundred minutes, but for <laughs> for five minutes he can turn the game and actually win a game uh, off his own boot or with a tackle. So uh, let's hope uh, Sam Power Pepper gets back uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, we're here in the media. Plenty of stories swirl around. We've seen already some stuff uh, out in the media at the moment about what his actions were on the weekend and, and whether or not his hand was really broken at training, all those sorts of things. But at mm. the moment, the club are trying to sort all of that out. Now, uh, we are obviously a few days out from round one beginning, so we thought we'd quickly try and put together our predictions for the season ahead. We always like to do this. We're going to be quite short, sharp and shiny with it, but we will discuss what are some controversial decisions in some of our choices Ooh, now, yes. should we start with top eights? Let's just fly through them. Who has what in their top eight? Oh, well, Hutto first, I Let's reckon. Go. Put prison bars first, sure. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> sure. okay, okay. Yeah, just um, no surprises with first on the ladder. Uh, yes, yeah, so, <laughs> absolutely none. So my top eight um, goes Port Adelaide. Yeah, no big, surprise there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Richmond, Geelong, St Kilda to round out the top four. Yep. Brisbane, GWS. West Coast and the Western Bulldogs. Mm. So the Giants mm. still make it after a topsy-turvy year last year. And then also you've got Brisbane sliding out of the four. Um, yeah, so I think um, Brisbane's fixture is a bit harder, I'm pretty sure. St. Kil- mm. like, this was done before St. Kilda's injuries yeah. <laughs> occurred, so that may switch. But I feel like Brisbane have got to have a bit of a learning curve at some point. Like The preliminary final loss at home yeah. after having pretty much the entire year at home is going to suck. That's going to hurt. Mm. The Giants, they've got far too much talent and their forward line is now unpredictable. Because Cameron's gone, it's not so one-dimensional. It's got a bit bit of different ones and we got, we're got we seeing some kids again. Like I'm very excited to see Tanner Bruin this weekend. He's going to be a joy to watch. My top eight. Let's do yours. Uh, first place, Port Adelaide. Oh. <laughs> Brisbane Lions second. St Kilda third. Uh, Geelong fourth. West Coast Eagles fifth. Richmond sixth. <laughs> No wow. way. Western Bulldogs, 7th, and Collingwood will make the 8th. almost thought Whoa. they were going to miss out, Richmond. That- How have you got them at 6th? Well, it's hard It's hard to, to get back up again. Like the, 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 no, they haven't shown that for four years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that, they'll... They'll be there in the nitty gritty. Trust me, they'll they'll make the eight, and uh, they'll they'll make another prelim final. But I think they'll just yeah. finish thick. Wow. Someone's going out in straight sets then. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Okay, interesting. And also, you've uh, got Collingwood sliding in yeah, eight. Collingwood. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, the the whole off season drama with Trelaw and mm. um, who, who was the other one that Tom Phillips and Stevenson and all of them. Uh, I think that sort of re- re- refreshes their yeah, right. their list. And I think the the kids that they're going to come in, like Dacos will play more and stuff like that. I think uh, the the players that that they'll blood are better. Than the players that left. A lot of off-field issues there at Collingwood. Uh, they're trying to deal with. And they so have a lot. They'll have to band together. Absolutely. They, and they have a lot to prove. And Bro- and Brody Grundy can't be rubbish two years in a row. Jace Kemp. Uh, so Port Adelaide to win it, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Richmond, Geelong, Eagles for the top four. Giants, Saints, Bulldogs. And the Swannies. The Swans. Wow. Swans. Hello. Yeah. Where did they finish last year? Almost third, uh, about bottom, third or fourth they? bottom. Yeah. 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 They've always been a strong team, and I think they'll bounce back after wow. last year. You need a big year from Lance Franklin. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need Buddy Franklin. And he's not going to be there round one either. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Tigers? Uh, mine is uh, Richmond top, Geelong second, Port Adelaide third. So good luck uh, getting through the finals to get to the granny. I think you can still get there, though. Brisbane four. St Kilda 5, 6th West Coast, then the Bulldogs, and here's my Smokey. The Gold Coast Suns oh, will get yeah. into the wow. oh, there and we you know, go. I'm inspired by... For a bit by, of fun. Uh, yeah, for a bit of fun, because I'm inspired by their, the way they sort of held themselves in that documentary, which we'll talk about in just a moment. But in the Amazon doco, there's just a real feeling It's been seduced hope. by a movie. No, no, no. I feel like Dewey's got something going on there and the players are kind of, I think, swept up in the in the belief. And I really hope it's true. So I would like to think they can take the next step this year. Jeez. So, so, so swept by a movie, is that exactly what I thought? Seduced by a movie. Seduced by a movie. So, so Premier, Premier is? Oh, we'll get to that. No. Not not the Suns. <laughs> but like, that, but a, lot of, like, a lot of those things would mean shine, putting a shining light as well. So... I, I know what you get in terms of the Suns. Like mm. the way they operated were very impressive, but 
They showed a lot of good signs last year. Started well, uh, started to find a, hit a bit of a wall halfway through the year, which you would with a young group who, uh, I mean, need to losing, still believe. Losing so, the best player in the, in the oh, best draft you've ever had. Yeah, that's right. Matty Round, like round four. So I think they've uh, they've got a lot they can do this year. Anyway, let's let's do flag. I've got I can't split it, and I know I have to pick no, one. No, no. Well, here's get what the, I, I'll, pick, I'll, all right, I'll pick one now. I'll pick one now. I've got Geelong and Port Adelaide in my flag here. I'm gonna oh, pick. Because Port Adelaide, I've put third. So they have to beat Geelong at Cadinia, who finished second on the I don't think so. I'm going to say Geelong win the flag. Oh, that's some PTSD, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Port Adelaide will win the premiership. Yeah, Port Adelaide as well. See Port you. Adelaide. All right. Well, no bias here at all. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the other end of the ladder, the wooden spooners. Wooden spoon. Who wants to start? Yeah, your mob, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> North At- North Melbourne. Okay. Mm. Adelaide Crows. Right. Three. Yeah. By a long way. There's only two teams that will do it. Really. I think the Crows are a big gap. I reckon they'll get another win. One more win than they had last year. Four? I think, yeah. So, <laughs> we'll get oh, four. that's great. Out of 22 <laughs> games. There's, there's another five more games. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, that's right. But <laughs> I think they'll still finish bottom. Mm, yeah, it's it's not looking like a good year Well, they're not going to win round one. I wouldn't have thought. No. How good how good will it be, Hutto, when Geelong beat Adelaide by 119 points? <laughs> oh. At least it wasn't in the granny. <laughs> Oh, my Twitter feed will look remarkably different from what it usually does. <laughs> At least with a 119-point loss, we finished second, and uh, you're actually holding a wooden spoon, so I'd probably much prefer losing. Brownlow medal. Brownlow medal? Who wins? Uh, Marcus Bontempelli oh, is the Brownlow medalist. I've got, I've got Dustin Martin. Yeah, I, I had Dusty as well. Yeah. I'm going to go Lockie Neal back-to-back. Yeah, that's a great call. I like that. Uh, and then, finally, Coleman medalist. Who will kick the most goals in Charlie 2021? Dixon. Yeah. Charlie Dixon. Dan Butler. What? Oh, the wow. Yeah, right. That's it, left to centre. I am very anti-small forward winning the Coleman. The AFL's changing. I was going to say Charlie Cameron, but I thought, mm, I don't think Charlie so. Charlie Cameron? Yeah, I thought maybe a small forward yes. could do it. But, but I've That's gone I've gone another Cameron. Josh Jeremy. Jenkins. Oh, Jeremy. <laughs> Josh Jenkins will never win the Coleman. <laughs> you kidding gonna me? Be, he's going to be fighting for goals of Tom Hawkins, though. That's the issue. Yeah, that is the issue. But I think I think he's going to have a great... He's going to want to impress. I feel so. It'll be interesting. It'll be a great year, nonetheless. And if I've got Geelong win the flag, it's got to be him. Great predictions. We'll revisit them at the end of the year for sure. Oh, dear. Yeah, it could be bad. <laughs> Let's talk about the doco, though, since I was seduced by one of the teams. Um, this was a fantastic documentary. Amazon Prime, if you haven't watched it yet, get on and uh, get a subscription to watch the Making Their Mark documentary, seven mm. eps of absolute magnificence. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know about the last three. I haven't got the last three yet, but uh, I've only got it. through the first uh, four. Uh, yeah, well, it's pretty hard being a husband and a father. You can't binge oh, watch. Sorry, so many appointments in your life. You've got any youngins. <laughs> can't drop off your VHSs, yeah, yeah, can't no. watch docos. Can't, can't. Too many personal appointments for yeah. making can't, their mark. Can't drive home either. Haven't, uh, haven't uh, well, uh, can't, can't uh, cha- change the day of the uh, podcast uh, recording oh, to see yourself. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, it's good, but uh, the, the journalist in me can can sort of see through it, and uh, it's there, there's a bit of uh, is that did that really what, happen? Tom Foolery, you reckon? Oh, I, I think there it's it's parts of it is real, but then there, I think there's parts where it's like you know that. Could have been uh, set up. Or oh, tell us. You because think parts were set yeah, up? because tell us, because when we walked in and we had the chat before the yes. podcast, yeah. you thought something seemed a little I bit still, suspicious. I still don't believe any of the Riley O'Brien phone story. Oh, <laughs> really? That's such a great story, though. <laughs> it, Tinfoil it, Fletcher is it, out yeah. and about. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Come yeah, on. well, it's a great story and great for a, a film, but uh, I still think it just didn't go down how it happened. Oh. What do you think happened? They said it Come a lot. I think Riley O'Brien just uh, tweeted it out and threw his phone, and that's how he smashed He's his phone. He's not going to embarrass himself like that against one of the best rucks in the comp, just I... to, just for an Amazon doco. He's not getting a cent for. Nah, come on. Look, I I understand. I didn't the... say he did it for the doco. What else would he do it for? No, it's just a genuine mistake. Like anyone <laughs> in this room would make a genuine mistake. Nah. He is a ruckman. To be fair. Oh, oh wow! Okay, <laughs> tar them all with the same brush. Why don't you? <laughs> well, they all, they always do. I was a, I was a ruckman. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, fair enough. Oh, 
Yeah, I, I feel the same way. There's bits sort of it. Like, like they follow Richmond for the whole year. Mm. You don't see Dusty Martin. They don't pay Dusty to do it. They, they pay Dimmer, Dimmer and, and Peggy. No, that wasn't even Dimmer. It was Brendan Gale Brendan, and Peggy. Yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah. <laughs> like, the whole Riley O'Brien phone thing was hilarious. But, it's hilarious, but, but I just think it didn't happen like I that. I don't know. I still... Because how on earth do you manage to copy and paste it from copy yeah. it from notes? Open Twitter. No, no, no. You can, can actually share. directly do yeah. it from. Yeah, you can share it. You know, he gets a share button on like everything. Can you? you? Yeah, messages, mm. photos, notes. It's all the same. You can go straight to Twitter. Okay. No, yep. I believe it. <laughs> that's why <what, that's laughs> I, I think it's true. That's why I didn't realize that you could do that. Yeah, that's yeah. dangerous. All last year we were going on yeah, about it. everyone else's phone skills. <laughs> well, maybe you need so a teaching. Oh, jeez, I got yeah, I, I got ten thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> what did you yeah. like about the doco, Jace? You tweeted and you loved it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty. Compelling. It was good insight into the, the inner sanctum, let me say. Hey. Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang, hang on. on. The inner sanctum of sport. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to you got to visit the inside the four walls, which you know I love, which because we don't get enough access uh, as journo's and as and as just as punters really mm. to to see what goes on behind closed doors. I thought the episodes were a little bit long, and without so the Amazon documentary was signed up to go ahead before the COVID situation hit, so. That took up the first three or four episodes. So yeah. without COVID, I don't know what sort of, <laughs> I don't know what sort of angle they would have started with because yeah. that sort of consumed a lot of the docker in the early couple of episodes. But um, it was interesting. What I found the most uh, interesting was how the coaches uh, sort of managed their players and how they sort of were trying to develop their players. It was two real interesting sides. I thought the Adelaide Crows, mm-hmm. Matthew Nick's got a brand new team, but they're losing. And the way that he was trying to teach them was sort of by wrapping his arms around them. Then you've got Leon Cameron at GWS who had been at the top. They've tasted a grand final, but they were also losing, but he wasn't wrapping his arms around them. It was more, um, you know, he was trying to fire them up to say, you know, you're better than this, you're better than yeah. this. A lot of swear words. So I found it, found it compelling about how they were trying to uh, inspire their players to go out each week. And they were completely different contrasts. There were, you know, you had the Adelaide Crows up mm. and coming mm. and a, a rebranding, um, a refresh. Then you had Leon Cameron with the mm. Giants trying to, you know, fire them up and say, you know, you've been here before, go again, go again. And clearly mm. the message wasn't getting across. Yeah. You say about the uh, swear words, uh, Jace. I'd, I'd like to watch it back and have a drinking game where every time you hear the F-bomb, you got to have a sip and you would be paro by halfway through, the, halfway through the first episode. So if you're thinking about watching it and you're a little bit... Uh, a little bit uh, shy when it comes to uh, swearing. Uh, probably, uh, yeah, uh, put it on mute. But, but here I am thinking, like, if, I, if, if I'm going into the inner sanctum of an AFL team... If I'm going to go into the... The inner sanctum of sport. ...of an <laughs> AFL team, I want to hear that. Like, mm. I, want to, I want to hear every little bit. I don't mm. want anything censored. I want anything held back. Now, that is what you get when you walk into the change room. Yeah, that was great. I, yeah, I fantastic. Loved it. Mm. Stewie Jew kicking chairs, and that, 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 yeah. that, that's what you expect. That's what I want. What I also liked was, and obviously the on field access is fantastic, the players talking and whatnot, that's great. And, and you see a lot of that. I think you're right, Jace. It went for a bit too long. We're seeing a lot of the same stuff. I get it. There's six whole storylines. You get through a whole season. There's a lot of different stuff happening. But it felt like there was a lot. Especially toward the back end, like episode five, six, seven. There's a lot of the same. We're going back into same team meetings. We're hearing the same stuff, and it's a bit mm. like, okay, let's just move this thing on. Maybe we can, and because the episodes are an hour long, and there's seven of them, and the last one's an hour and a half, so it's a feature film. The finish, you're starting to go, boys. Like, let's just wrap this thing up. We get it. We know what the result is. So I, I thought it was a fantastic, um, a fantastic. Thing. I like the crows. Um, sort of explained, like, especially when they had. Uh, they lost like 12 games straight, 13 straight, whatever the record was. And then Nixie's going, boys, I don't reckon you guys know the game plan. You need to write it down on a notepad. And then they're turning up to training sessions with notepads and they're mm. using their bottles on the on the ground and their little you know, uh, Lego pieces to sort of say, this is what the game plan is, write it down. So by Saturday, you've got it in your head. You've studied this. And so it kind of explained the whole Gatorade bottle thing at mm. halftime at, at Gold Coast and all that sort of stuff. I love that. You just sort of... It kind of clarified a lot of things that happened last year, which we questioned the Crows about, which I thought was great. Yeah, I'm a bit bloody concerned. It took them 13 weeks to realise yeah. the players didn't know the game plan because <laughs> <laughs> they clearly didn't know it early on. Um, and they yeah. had 12 weeks off in between too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, no, I agree with your point about the episodes. They sh- I think they should have done it six episodes, one each team. 
Oh, that's so just go through idea. the whole season just with that team. So you go your Carlton, mm, your West Coast, your Richmond, just go through their whole story of the season. Because you know but, what happens. Yeah, but, but, but mm. would you watch that? Yes. As, as a Port fan, would you watch that? Yes. Oh, yeah, so, so you'd get through to episode four and you go, well, I've seen three of them. Do I really care about watching you know, the Gold Coast episode? Maybe I'll just go straight to the Richmond one or something. Oh, yeah. no, I wouldn't go near that. Well, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> If you're a fan of what, you just might skip a one or two. Amazon yeah, were extremely lucky. They got they, they got the Premiers, mm. they got the Wooden Spooners, yep. mm. and they got the Grand Finalists that uh, just flopped. Yeah. Three out of the five. And then West Coast really didn't didn't really yeah. uh, live up to expectations. So yeah. uh, they lucked in with the with the teams uh, they picked or the teams they yeah, got. Yeah, Eddie Betts had his, the racism mm, issues yeah. during the year, um, all that sort of stuff. And, mm. and even the, like, the medical room stuff at the end of the year, the exit meetings, they were great to see Eddie Betts in there and talking to mm. the coaches and medical staff about how he's holding up. And that, that was so good. So well, it was a fantastic series. Do you think they'll go again, though? Do you think they'll do a second one with other teams? Um, don't know about other teams, but I'd love it. Like... I'm I'm a big consumer of everything sport like that. So actually getting inside the inner sanctum of oh, <laughs> wait again the inner sanctum of sport <laughs> of um yeah of these AFL clubs. It's something you don't see because the media coverage in this country is not as great as it is elsewhere. Mm. So like, you see these sorts of things elsewhere. You get invited inside and you feel part of it. Like you don't really get that until you feel that. Mm. It mm. it was. Awesome, and I, I'd be killing for a season two. Like, I'm an Arsenal fan, and I watched the Tottenham one because mm, it yeah. was just remarkable. And I saw Jose Mourinho in a whole different light. It was unreal. As, as any documentary, I'd love to see the cutting room floor. That, that, that's what I want to see. Uh, uh, the documentary was good, but the cutting room floor, geez, there'd be mm. some juicy bits there. Yeah. It's funny you say that because uh, well, I spent a lot of time at Westlakes last year and we would often bump into the Amazon guys. They were following Rory Sloan oh. around. And so there was three of them. There was a, a camera guy, a sound guy, and the director. Mm. And so I don't know if you guys know this, but the director, he was sort of the producer here in Adelaide. Um, he was actually umpiring the Crows... Scratch matches. He was an ex-Sanfil oh. ex umpire. Oh, really? He, yeah, so he was doing all their stuff. And one day, he, we were just sort of bumped into each other when he, they were trying to get the crows coming in and out, as were we with the news crews. Mm. And I said, how are you going? He goes, oh, I'm a bit sore. And he goes, I said, what's it? Why is that? Because I've just been running around on the weekend with the ones. Oh. I said, what do you mean? You've been playing? He's like, no, umpiring. Wow. And so, yeah, found out that he was... Uh, and they got two, they got a bargain there. They got two for one. They got the guy, that, <laughs> they got the guy producing the docker, and they got an umpire as well. Sensational. That's some good money saving measures. And that also is. this week on the Inner Sanctum, we will have the director of making them up. Oh, wow, that's fantastic! So, so you can go to theinnersanctum.com.au for all that. So that's why Nixie in one of the first episodes goes, "If anyone swears at the umpire." <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe it's yeah. a it's a fifty meter or whatever it is. Oh, that's great! Hey, um, let's move into quickly before we go. We've got the Fletch tapes still to come. The second round of that. Looking forward to uh, and parcel fast, but couple quick topics. Mm. Mitch Creek switching mm. to basketball. This is a look, uh, not a great story. He's been charged with allegedly uh, assaulting a woman back in the late of 2020. Dale, mm. this is not a great story for the former 36er. No, it's not. Uh, um, it was front uh, court, I think, next month. And uh, the NBL in the southeast Melbourne Phoenix have uh, uh, stood him down um, until all the court proceedings have uh, finished. So... Uh, for 36ers fans uh, out there, it's uh, it's good news because uh, Mitch Creek won't be playing on uh, Saturday night when the, the <laughs> yes. 36ers go back to Melbourne to uh, to, to play the Phoenix. So uh, there'll be no Mitch Creek there, but uh, it's just a, a bombshell that has dropped uh, Monday night, late mm. Monday night, and uh, it questions um, uh, Mitch Creek's availability for the Boomers, his Olympic dream, um, just his uh, maybe not. Maybe not his career because it's Southeast Melbourne Phoenix uh, uh, superstar. So um, yeah, it's an interesting, uh, interesting one. Uh, the court case, I think, is April the first. Yeah, April one. Uh, so uh, all, all will uh, be revealed there, uh, you would think, and mm. um, you'd think uh, the Phoenix and uh, or everyone involved would uh, would like it. Uh, uh, 
over uh, over and done with uh, very soon. And uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what uh, happens April. The yeah, 3rd. there was a four month investigation uh, into a woman in her twenties who suffered a serious facial injury. Mm. Um, he's been charged on summons with intentionally causing injury, recklessly causing injury, and unlawful assault over an incident. Um, which is that in November last year, which is just so unfortunate because really he was one of the top leading uh, MVP um, candidates. Yeah, MV- MVP candidate. If you go all the way back to when you threw me under the bus with my NBL <laughs> predictions, oh, he was my MVP yeah. pick. So uh, his his votes will uh, will uh, go down in the next few weeks when when he's not playing. So um, yeah, it's a, a real and it's 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 really the first time that NBL has really had mm. a player like an incident like this. Like uh, if you go uh, NRL, AFL, it's. Uh, you know, one a week, or one every fortnight. You know, a couple of week or whatever. So, uh, for for uh, for an NBL uh, player to uh, get involved in uh, something like this is uh, is 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 a bit different. But uh, but uh, the way the the league and the club have handled it um, already is a uh, is has been uh, well. I applaud them for how they've mm. handled. It. We'll keep our eyes on that. The other story which came out, which was really interesting, and and I know um, the the rest of the panel here is going to love this. This was the story of Adelaide United on Saturday. One against their arch rivals in Melbourne United and the second goal was... Nah, Melbourne the Victory. Melbourne oh, victory. sorry, Melbourne, Melbourne Victory. What did I say Melbourne United for? Melbourne <laughs> Victory. And this was the second goal to be kicked by one of the very young players, Kusini Yengi. Game in the balance. What a ball that is for Goodwin. And now Yengi... He taunted the crowd, the, che- the the cheer squad of Melbourne Victory there at Etihad State. They were ready and they were and they were fired up, and so was Yengi, and he stirred them up. And then, ultimately, on social media, copped a, uh, a well racial taunts, and it's uh, it's become a massive story. Yeah, there was more birds than an aviary at um, poor old Yengi. Oh. <laughs> he was getting fli- oh, wow. flipped off. That's, that's all Dale Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting flipped off something chronic. And celebration, I loved every second of it because have a bit of me time, have a bit of confidence, and, you know, strut your stuff. That's what rivalry is all about. I love when on-field players get around that sort of stuff. Did, did but, he cop what he deserved, though, I suppose, is the question. Oh, absolutely not. No. No, no one deserves racial... Abuse, regardless of what's happened. That's what they're saying. Yeah, I was at the presser today with Yangi, and he was a wonderful person. And he didn't have to front the cameras, but he wanted to. He wanted to speak out against what had happened to him to raise awareness. And you know, as we've seen with Eddie Betts, do the same in this mm. space is just try and educate people that are culturally different and that this does affect people. So I commend the young player. He's only 22 years old. Scores his first A-League goal, has a big celebration, albeit it might have been in their face a little bit, but you still don't deserve. What happened to him? So you know, I feel for him a lot, and I think he's done the right thing. Yeah, racial racial vilification, no, no, no deal, no deal at all. Doesn't matter who you are, how good you are, how bad you are, just, just, just get in the bin. But uh, Hutto would would loved the celebration because it was a real Vince McMahon. <laughs> Look at me, here I am. I've just scored my first goal, uh, and uh, you're going to lose type style strike, wasn't it? <laughs> oh. It's a, absolutely. <laughs> it was an absolute masterpiece. It was more um, Conor McGregor ex as yeah, well, yeah. and <laughs> real peacocking, the, like chest the Billy, out, they shoulders back. The Billy back. Strut. Yeah, it, yeah. Oh, it was marvelous to watch. I was at the pub watching it. I'm just like. <laughs> That's good. That is some good <laughs> shit right there. I, Just get I, right in their face and let them know. I thought it was... I love a good old-fashioned rivalry. It's heated. The fans are into it. And yet, you've kicked a goal. And look, to be honest, it was a pretty horrible goal. He just sort of like, <laughs> rolled it over the line accidentally, fumbled it over. But he still... He owned it. And he got up in the fans' face. Craig Goodwin jumped on his back and got up against the fans as well. I thought that was fantastic. But there is abs- and, and and the crowd have every right to have a crack back. That's mm. what I love about the, the game. The crowd mm. gets involved. The fans are the game. But you just cannot cross that line of racism. That is the end of the story. You can you can put it out there and peacock all you like, and you can stir up the crowd. But ultimately, the crowd has no right to cross that racism line whatsoever. No, and uh, it's a uh, Yankee come out and said that he will watch the Adam Goods, yeah, the, uh, doco. the do- documentary, and uh, how that uh, um, well that shined a light on the whole whole issue, really, didn't it? So uh, mm. uh, let's hope. 
let's hope he scores again very quickly, and let's hope <laughs> and let's hope the strut is back because the strut is uh, is a big pass. Wow. Well, that is a and he's becoming a cult hero. I think already very early here in Adelaide, mm. everyone loves him. All right, it is now finally time for us to unleash the second edition <laughs> <laughs> of the Dale Fletcher tapes. Jeez. This is pretty exciting. This week we enter tourism. <laughs> I can't believe we're still using this music. <laughs> well, why are we using the 2001 Space Odyssey? Because 2001 Media, Dale Fletcher's oh, Media right. Odyssey? That was going to be the stupid name until we come up with the Fletch teams. Reminds me of Rick Flair. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I thought. That's what I thought of as well. The Nature uh, Boy. Woo! Now. <laughs> Dale Fletcher has, uh, he's obviously done a, a media school back in 2001, if you're only just joining us for the first time, didn't catch us last episode, and we found a VHS, which uh, has now got all these amazing highlights, which we're only going to play more of. Tourism this week, you did a story on this uh, news bulletin that they did. Yes. What's it called? KT something news? KDS news. Uh, everyone, everyone gave me crap about sports talk. The Corey Norris come up with KDS News. Well, what does KDS stand for? Yeah. Catherine Dean School? Ah, oh, of course. Oh, oh jeez. So, so, so everyone had to do little parts of every TV show. So on the news, uh, Corey Norris got me to do a story about the tourism industry after September so, 11th. So a TV story. TV news. Oh, this is Jason's territory. Oh, this is right in my uh, wheelhouse. All right. Roll the tape. We need you to critique this afterwards. This is and and this is all going up as well on mm. our social media at uh, Pressbox EP. So you can definitely see it. Here is edition two of the Fletch tapes. Although much debate has been centred on ANSET workers, the repercussions of the failed airline have spread so much deeper, causing major concern to Australia's tourism industry. And it's not just the workers who are suffering. The tourism industry has also been hit by the fall of ANSET, with numbers spiralling to new lows. Businesses have reported debts of around $2.1 million, according to survey results released by the Australian Tourism Export Council. The 70 businesses that have responded to the survey so far predict they would lose up to $100 million by the end of December. Well-known South Australian travel agent Phil Hoffman believes that the collapse of ANSET has had an effect on his business. As I said, it, it, it does hurt our business because our business is very focused on international travel and domestic travel. Hoffman also feels that the $25 million grant made by the federal government is not enough to resolve the situation. That's a sheer drop in the ocean, you know, to what's going to be needed. This industry needs a couple of hundred million as a, as a total uh, sort of life-saving situation. But communications coordinator for the South Australian Tourism Commission, Carol Hannaford, thinks that it would be premature to predict the effect of the ANSET collapse. It's probably too early to, to put a figure on, on that. Tourism, along with hotels and restaurants across Australia, are in decline, and with a buyer for ANSET not expected in the short term, more losses are on the agenda. Dale Fletcher, KDS News. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> wow. Hard-hitting. Exclusive, too, Phil Hoffman, that was. Exclusive. He's a very young-looking uh, Phil Hoffman. You started too. the story with and. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Dale, rule wonder, number one, right to your pitches, mate. Come on. You've got to watch the whole package. Tuggers, Tuggers has clipped it up. There's it's on, been it's a, on our Twitter. The, the, no, the whole thing. There's actually a story. It was two stories um, packaged oh. into one. Well, I'll only put up your bit because that's all we care about. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it started with the end, if you've watched the whole thing. Jace, but that, uh, geez, that Jace. Telling that, 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 TV expert I, I wanted it, some eh? human interest. You've got to go and hit up people that are really poorly affected by it. Yeah, we didn't hear anything. I want to feel it. I didn't feel, I didn't feel any well, of that. Well, the story before was with all the pilots that have been laid off, oh. Jace. And uh, I uh, hit up Phil Hoffman exclusively and uh, got him on the go, got him on there, my Sony camcorder. And, jeez, uh, that jacket's geez, questionable. What do, I yeah. say to, what do I say to you boys all the time? Keep it, let's keep it punchy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the furthest thing from punchy. Oh, wow. So you, you, stepped out of new, you stepped out of sport, which is what Corey Norris said last week. You just mm -hmm. did not want anything to do with news. And yet you were forced to do that, were you? Oh, not four. No, everyone had to do. There was three shows. So there was a news bulletin, uh, an arts show, and a sports show. 
I did the whole sports show and produced that, and then you had to do a story on each, on on the other two shows. Does, so does that mean you do an art show? There is an art. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh this is going to be good too. One uh, oh. that is uh, in the treasure chest there. An artsy day. What, what, what can we expect? Can you give us a bit of a uh, preview. Uh, sort of, sort of gives it away, but uh, mm. uh, the fashion sense is. Uh, oh oh wow! <laughs> Visiting the catwalk or something. Oh, here we go. <laughs> can, can I just rewind a bit quickly? You talk about Phil Hoffman exclusively. The quote he grabbed, he said, um, "Our business is heavily reliant on international and domestic travel." Well, no shit, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I, I might have just walked in there and. Uh, Hit him up uh, straight away and uh, got the grab and walked out. There was also one bit in there, Jace, you probably know. It was like a massive two-second gap of just nothing, I, I like you're breathing. <laughs> what was that? Tighten it up, mate. A bit of tight editing. I, I wasn't the editor of the news, mate. I was just the journalist that had to put it together. So. Bit well, of dial-up noise in the background as well. Oh, yeah. I could hear. <laughs> All 2001 tapes. Oh, fantastic. Well, they're only going to continue to roll on the Fletch tapes and head to our Twitter. The pictures are better than the audio, I think. Uh, the high-pitched Dale Fletcher voice, but it's just a... Yeah, there's, a there's a shot of you doing a live cross out the front of uh, the, the flight centre and yep, not the best of angles. Is no, it the piece of the camera, he's, 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 got a, he's got about a foot above him. Where it hasn't quite been framed up. Oh, it is real amateur stuff. All right, well, let's move into this. Before we get into pass or fast, we are doing our top 10 countdown... Of uh, the, well, it's not really a countdown. It's just top ten moments of the press mm. box over the ninety odd episodes we've done so far, counting up to episode one hundred. Boys, we've done some great stuff. Last week we uh, discovered the uh, we rediscovered the uh, what was it? The mystery of the Jace Kemp. Yeah. That's right, not being here, <laughs> which was a ripper. This which one, is quite timely. He's saying I read off a script and then Jace has read off a script uh, about uh, <laughs> about half an hour ago. So it was oh. like when I moved off the uh, the Zoom link and just disappeared and started reading off a script. Oh, sensational! But uh, this one we go a little bit more serious. This is when we caught up with uh, one of our special guests. It's probably one of the most notable chats we've done, don't you reckon? Where we went to a pod booth mm. and uh, and recorded a sit down chat with Mark Aston. Um, this was heavily um, serious. He came just out of rehab. So much so that, you know, there was multiple news reports that after our, our podcast went to air that yeah. he was featured on a number of different stories um, on mm. different networks. So, it was, yeah, it was really interesting to catch well, up with him and, and um, he chatted to us about his life. Here's a snippet from that very chat. You've been pretty vocal about your addictions online and talking about them through Facebook. What are some of the battles that you've faced with your addictions? Yeah, so, well, it's alcohol, uh, marijuana, gambling and probably the last two years cocaine um, uh, but I guess the the key there is that I started using alcohol and I started gambling and I started using marijuana at the age of 14 and I'm 61 now now I'm not saying that I used it every single day and I'm not, and I never ever used it on air never so that, that, so they're the, they're the three ch- drugs of choice and the gambling mm-hmm. And when you combine all four of them, I mean, thank God I didn't get into ice. Thank God I didn't get into heroin. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a different addiction. Again, that's a physical addiction. Um, mine are all mental addictions. Um, and I'm an addict. Mm-hmm. And I'm someone who can't stop. I just can't stop at one. I can't stop at one bed. I can't stop at one joint. I can't stop at one line of coke. I can't stop at, you know, one glass of red. And when you, when you are a person like that, then you shouldn't be doing any of those things because... You just know, and I certainly learnt this over the last seven or eight years, that when you go out and you start drinking, you know it's going to end in tears in some way, shape or form because you know you're going to keep going, you know you're going to black out, you know you're going to do the wrong thing. That goes all the way back to episode 17. That is some of the hardest hitting... Compelling, wasn't it? it yeah. Was, it was really soul-searching, you know, having that conversation. And like we just mentioned to each other, it was... It was almost surreal that we were having that conversation mm. with Mark mm. because it was so in-depth and, and he really opened up to us and it sort of caught us off guard a little bit because we didn't realise how open and honest he would be. Mm. And it was, you know, we were stunned by his admissions and um, and what he'd went through in his life. He even went through Channel 10 days um, here at, um, at Nova Entertainment, um, his time that he spent in the media and then how it demised so quickly. So that, we'll, we'll go all the way back to that, episode 17 of The Press Box. That is a, a good 45, 50-minute chat with Mark Ace. An amazing story you heard a bit there. So worth going back and listening to in our catalogue. Amazing. And we'll continue to count down some of the top 10 moments throughout The Press Box as we get up to episode 100 here 
is pass or farce. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Can Absolutely we get... farcical. It's farcical. 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 It's a farce. It ends farcically. The rules are a farce. Farce, farce, farce. What a farce. Absolute farce, that was. That sounds farcical. That was farcical. It was a total farce. It was a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. New one. Pembo. Pembo. <laughs> yes, welcome. You've officially made it, Pembo. The total farce. Well done. How good is that? Total farce. <laughs> That should be a, that should be the name of movie total fast. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Jeez. But uh, first one, <laughs> maybe it's my life story. Total fast. But no one will buy. The AFL have uh, come out this week and said uh, the twenty twenty one grand final, September twenty five, which uh, is the same date that Port Adelaide won its first premiership, September the twenty fifth. So uh, in the AFL, the, in the mm. the planets are aligning. Will be a day. Grand final. So are the AFL going back to a day grand final pass or farce? Mm, I'm a big pass. I love the day grand final. I don't know if I was ready to transition last year, but I think because it was such a unique year, we let it go and we were happy to accept it. But I, I love the day grand final. There's something unique about it and it's a great tradition. So pass for me. Massive pass. About bloody time. I hated it last year. Did you really? I hated it, mainly because I was bitter about the week before. But no, I was just... <laughs> It just didn't feel right. Like you have a barbecue during the day, and then you just go into the night. Just grand final day, you're a bit on the piss. Yeah, just a bit of fun. <laughs> so it wasn't. It just wasn't as fun at night. I think it's a farce. Oh, hey. yeah. I think the AFL has missed a really good opportunity here to have a twilight grand final, and I think a four o'clock start mm. would be perfect for a grand final because, like you said, Hutter, you can still have your barbecue late. In the uh, in the afternoon or just after lunchtime, you still enjoy those past traditions that we have. But then it goes, you know, the second half, then curves into the night after you've had the big grand final, mm. you know, halftime show. Then we curve into night football, and we have the best of both worlds. So I think they've missed a real opportunity to to, to really explore that space. Big pass, I love it. I love a day grand final. It's a tradition. And uh, as the as the old man of the uh, of the of the uh, group uh, <laughs> says, so uh, no, it has to be uh, common sense. S- stick to it uh, because last year was so different. Uh, the AFL just went back to situation normal, and uh, yeah, I love it. Boring, I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be watching when uh, Port Adelaide's there. Doesn't matter. If I would have the... been watching anyway, but I'm saying it, it could have been matter. better. It could have been better. And as a Sports editor of a newspaper, a day grand final is music to my ears. None of this night grand final changing the editions rubbish. No, ship it off. Day grand final, please. Right. Uh, next one. Uh, it was on uh, Parcel Fast a couple of weeks ago. Anthony Mundine oh. is. Uh, well, he's retired. Well, I don't know if he's officially retired. I think he's been put to um, sleep. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Mundine's uh, fight against Michael Zarafa, pass or fast? Yeah, I think his retirement's been done for him. Michael Zarafa inside two minutes, knocking him out. Uh, Mundine going into the fight, big farce. I mean, you don't want to pick a fight with someone like Mundine, but um, I think it was just such a silly decision to do it. I don't know why he did it to start with so fast. Pass, Mundine got knocked out. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a farce. The whole thing's a farce. You can't have a 40-year-old trying to box it with a 20-year-old. It's just... Who's one of the great of Australia right now. Like he's, oh, absolutely. He's one of the Up best and coming. boxers here, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And, no and it just... It, and then it proved why. You know, he mm. laid him straight on his back, and I hope that's it for Mundane. That, <laughs> yeah. No one wants to watch that again. And, and, and for his own health and well-being, mm. I don't want to see him get knocked out either, mm. so... As a big Mundine fan, it was a farce, though. Come on, just uh, retire. You're the man. You always will be the man, Anthony. So uh, just just retire, mate. And uh, but Zarafa, Zarafa's just got to fight Tim Zoo, didn't it? Just 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 get it done. Well, yeah, yeah, the, the, two, the, the, the two best promoters. Yeah. Just get it, it done. Just yep. just get it done. That's what everyone wants to see. Yeah. Just come on. Just yeah, Jeff Horn's like dropped off, hasn't he? Like completely. He's well, Zarafa, no just, more. Yeah, Blue he's just gone. Mm. He was our golden boy for a while there, and now he's just disappeared. Off Go on. in sunset. Go on. Actually, there's another big fight announcement. Uh, Tyson Fury and Anthony, Anthony Joshua. Joshua. Mm. Two fights. That's going to be huge. Basically, they're... <laughs> they're like... I no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the two biggest fighters in the UK. They're, they're, well, I think um, yeah. Tyson Fury's undefeated. Mm. And Anthony Joshua's lost once. Now they're going to fight for the, all the belts. Yeah. Yes. That'd and, be huge. And WrestleMania is coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Right. <laughs> um, back uh, back to the AFL. Now, uh, this week, 
uh, was mooted that uh, the AFL was going to bring in a concussion sub, which is now sort of being turned into a medical sub, but it's still getting worked out. There's, what, 48 hours before the first bounce? Mm. Uh, just the AFL bringing back the sub in some sort of form, pass or farce? One, I think it's a farce because it makes a little bit... It feels like it's just posturing by the AFL to make it seem like they're doing something for concussion when they're really not. Two, if it's going to be a medical concussion... Uh, sorry, a medical uh, sub, I also don't really... It doesn't really make sense. It's just so someone gets injured and, okay, let's just bring another player on. I mean, that just takes away from, you know, the team that's the most fittest wins the game. I mean, so so I, I think that's a bit silly as well. And then the other farce is, if they're going to be an under-21 player, why does it have to be an under-21 player when they could be playing games in the Sandful or their local leagues instead of sitting on the bench and getting cold and not potentially playing for two, three weeks in a row if they get selected as the sub for two, three weeks in a row. I just feel like that doesn't help their development. So I just, I just think the whole thing's pointless. Just stick with the four interchange and get on with it. No, I think it's a pass. I think this is what they should have done years ago. This is what they should have done with um, the original sub rule. Rather than having three on the bench and the sub, they should have had four on the sub. Um, yeah, r- rather than just make it a concussion injury because someone could do their ACL in the first mm. quarter and they can't get subbed, but someone gets knocked to their head and they get subbed. So I, I think it's a pass. I think it's a good idea. Gets someone else in the game, different dynamic. Who knows? Mm, yeah, it's it's hit and miss. I, the timing seems completely strange, completely odd. Um, I think it's a pass in in terms of they're looking out for for teams that do have a player that suffers concussion. Although, like you said, Sam, you raised a really good point. You're going to have an extra player sitting on the bench who's going to be cold, who's not going to be developed during that time, an under twenty ones player, mm-hmm. and they're really going to miss a game of football because I think there were I think there were. F- 14 concussions last year. Right, there you go. Last year. I, I we died, played 150 uh, odd games. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was 14, but I yeah. don't exactly quite remember. It's a pretty small number, percentage. But a small percentage of yeah. numbers. So, so most of the time, that player's not even going to get a run. Hmm. So does he then train after the game to make sure that he's got. I don't know how it's going to yeah, work. Exactly. Out. So it seems bizarre. Um, as well, just going to cut in quickly. Um, they can't use it if there's no injury, can they? If it's, if, it's, if it's a medical sub, then I suppose it's different. But if it's only for concussion, yeah. you can't use it. That's a bit of an advantage. If say if it happens like right at the end of the third quarter, mm. you've got a fresh player for the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So if you've got an, I'm oh, sure you've lost a player to injury, but you've got a fresh player for fourth quarter. Yeah. That's a massive advantage. It's a pass on the proviso that it's um, for the concussion uh, protocols and stuff like that, and. Uh, you know, if a, if a player gets ruled out for concussion, they're going to miss the next week anyway. Well, they're going to miss 12 days. Yeah. So uh, they might miss two That's games. Right. So the sub for that uh, reason I can agree with. But the medical sub I, is a farce because any club doctor can uh, say, oh, someone's uh, done a twinge of a hammy um, mm. because it started to rain and, you know, it, the the Ruckman's done a hammy, so we'll mm. throw in a, another small player and, and, and get the advantage. So... Yeah. I think if they bring in the medical sub, whoever they sub out has to at least miss the next week. Yeah. So I, I just I just understand uh, this doesn't feel like the AFL's doing enough for concussion yet. I mean, it's only early. They're going to continue to do more, but I, I like I said at the top, I just feel like there's something about this. They're just doing it for the sake of making themselves look like they're doing something for concussion when they're really not. They're not addressing the main issues of concussion. I think it's it's all on the back of it's, it's another reaction reactionary move yeah. after Nick Vlosten in the grand final. So he got knocked mm. out what the first five minutes. Um, you know, if if Geelong went go on and win that premiership, you know, Richmond fans will go, well, we, we were one short for mm. the if we had a sub. You know, it was <laughs> that's how it, footy's been for how many years? Hundred yeah, years? Like I so, know, I just find that funny. That's uh, that's the reactionary move mm. I feel from from the AFL. So. Yeah, the vest could be back. Oh God, the vest. <laughs> Bring back Maddie White. That'll be on next week's pass oh, yeah. or fast. The vest. <laughs> or Aaron Young. Didn't he have the most most I vest? Think Aaron so. Young? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, gee whiz, the vest. It's back. Uh, last one uh, it goes. Uh, this was just. Uh, oh, it's not really a pass or fast, but anyway, uh, the Oprah digital blackface. Oh no! Jeez. Pass or fast? This is an absolute disgrace, bloke. So if you haven't seen, it, let's set this up. <laughs> there is a story going around about how. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Tug, did you just give the soapbox to stand on? Yeah, I'm standing. Go. I'm yep. stepping up right now. Yep. 
There's a story that went out. Social media users are being warned to not share the Oprah reaction memes from her historic interview with Meghan and Prince Harry uh, as you would be engaging in digital blackface. Now, what that means is you can't share GIFs with a black person in it if you're a white person or anything else because you would be seen as doing blackface online. Oh, give me a goddamn spell. That is a huge... That is probably one of the top farces of the year. That is not the intention of anyone online when using Oprah as a meme. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It is. (laughs) That is the stupidest thing I've ever... Are you serious? It's real. That's crazy. Why is that a thing? What? Where is that? Where is that popped up? That is what? on the advertiser. That is, I mean, and it's they're only reporting a story from someone who has tweeted something else about it. Yeah. Oh, yes. People on the online are trying to set rules for us. That is a far. I'm gonna I'm gonna pose more memes now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the memes are quality. They've been absolutely unreal. But digital blackface. Give me a spell. Fast. Yeah, fast. The world's gone mad, hasn't yeah. it? It just seems like we're all trying to unite, and everyone's yeah. You want to divide us? I don't, I don't. I don't get it. Bloody hell. Steve Hawking's now got the silver medal. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's a oh, farce. Fair that, that means now that all those uh, Duke fans can't uh, do the Michael Jordan crying meme. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, oh yeah. Am I not allowed to post LeBron James yeah. shooting a bucket or something now? Yeah. Like, I'm, honestly, it's just dumb. Jeez. No, I mean, I'm all for wanting equality in the world and, and, and I'm all for, all for those things, but I just cannot understand why someone would make that rule. That's a disgrace. <laughs> That's a disgrace. Anyway, the world's gone mad. It is 2021. Uh, boys, it is time to wrap up the show with a multi-jack. Last week, we got pretty close. I hate the Gold Coast Titans. <laughs> Seven out of eight. Oh, Titanic sunk. Oh, I'm actually sunk. devastated. Then was that the so, last leg or what? Where that, was it? that was the third leg. So at least, uh, at least, the, at least I was taking out the back like Bambi's mum and shot quickly. <laughs> um, the other because we had two multis. The other one was um, Melbourne United, which is the first leg. Farces, and they <laughs> bottled it against half a Phoenix side. Yep. Melbourne United have half a side at the minute. Don't care. If you do your research. Don't care. Oh, don't care about research. Odds <gasps> said them. Anyway, and then <laughs> the Crows women buggered it up. Hey, I told you last week it was a bold you move. You did. I'm not blaming you. And I'm Dale's- also blaming the same bloke for <laughs> Melbourne United. <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Ponta didn't play. Mate, you said, oh, Crows are going to flog them. Mate, they should have a good them. team. They were four and two going in that. They're now five and two. Crows should have flogged them. Gold Coast Titans can go rot. (laughs) So it's round one. We have to have Mm. a footy tips multi. Yes, who's doing it? And 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 for for months, Jace, Mm -hmm. months, probably years. Sam Tugwell has moaned, groaned, bitched, whinged (laughs) about. I've never done the multi. Well, here's your bloody chance. Am I going to do it? Here you go. Oh, you let me do it. Yes. Oh, get out of here. All right. All right. So I have online put um, quite openly that I'm rubbish at tips and I'm never really... But this is not win. tips. This is actually a multi. Yeah, so but it's sort of different. Same bloody but, thing. But it's tips, mate. Well, it's the same bloody thing. All right, well... Come on, I, here we go. All right, well, I just did my work tips, so I'm going to go by them. Here we go. Richmond will win against Carlton. We're going to put the doggies on against Collingwood. We're going to go mm. Melbourne to beat Fremantle at the MCG. Crows will get flogged by the Cats. Let's do... I reckon... I'm feeling Essendon over Hawthorne. Ooh. Do we like that? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's at Marvel Stadium. I reckon the Brisbane will beat Sydney quite comfortably. Port will smash North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. The Giants and St Kilda will be a tough one. I reckon the Saints, reckon the Saints can Saints. do it. Yeah. The Saints will win that. Saints are outsiders too. And then the Gold Coast to beat the Suns in Perth. How Gold do I like Coast, that? Gold Coast to beat, beat the Suns. Oh, West- sorry. Did I, I meant West Coast. Did I say Gold Coast? Sorry. West Coast. <laughs> West Coast. There's two coasts. Drew Wizard. West Coast <laughs> to beat multi the Gold right Coast. There. <laughs> well, I can tell you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that that multi is $43.87 for Ooh. $1. Put it on. Power play. That, power play. that is the power play. Back actually, it in, boys. It's actually 35. Back so it power in. Power play, 43. I'm actually doing it right now. Uh, confirmed. That's in. Not, that's not silly, is it? That's... <laughs> was, that a, was that a good multi? Do you like it? Are we backing it in? I would have just thrown the crows in there for a bit of fun. Oh, okay, well, never, <laughs> this, this is why we never win. <laughs> Alright, well boys, that, uh, that sums it up for another week. Great work. Round 1 footy on the way. Looking forward to that. Uh, good luck to you and yours, boys. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. We'll see you next week. Car power. Enjoy the footy.